episode. In this episode, we are going to discuss something that has been a hot topic of debate among the fans of the next generation of consoles, mainly talking about, well, PS5 and Xbox Series X and their computing power and all of that. There's been lots of discussions, people using the word teraflops like it's just something that you know, it's just there, like people just keep saying teraflops, teraflops, 12 teraflops. Okay, so we're just gonna talk today about teraflops. What the hell are they? What do they even mean and what does it do exactly? Well, basically teraflops is, basically the tera is a um, way of computing that power or basically the flop, which flop is actually floating points operation per second. So, Basically, Terra is like a measurement thing, like we have Giga, we have Mega, all of that. So, Gigaflops was for, you know, a very older generation, we had 1.8 Teraflops, we had um, other kinds, now we have uh, basically 12 Teraflops for this. So, what is basically... What does it mean when I say, for example, something is 12 teraflops? Basically, if you think about it, gigahertz is basically something that tells you the speed and measures that basically the clock speed of, of a certain processor, like it could be a CPU, it could be a GPU, and that measures that thing's power as to how much it can definitely go or what's the base clock. So for example, if I have a Intel Core i7 um, gener 9th generation, maybe it goes up to 3 gigahertz. This means like this is the maximum power it can go. I can also overclock it maybe, that means I can go even higher. Now, a teraflop is basically a direct mathematical measurement of a computer's performance. So what does this mean? This actually means that for example if it's if something is 12 teraflops this refers to the capability of a processor to be able to calculate 1 trillion floating points operation per second so if i say something has like 12 teraflops just like xbox series x it means that all of its processors setup it's capable of handling that much um, computer that much you know calculation every second on average now it is capable of that but does it mean that it's always on that much power not necessarily and if something is 12 teraflops does it mean that inherently it's going to be way stronger than everything else again not necessarily basically making something like a game 
it's not only going to be affected by something called teraflops, not at all. In fact, it relies mostly on the developers and how they utilize that power. If they're capable of utilizing, utilizing that power to the best form, then yes, that game will look amazing and be amazing altogether. But if they're not capable of doing it, it doesn't matter how many teraflops it is, it still is not capable of doing that. So if something is 12 teraflops, 56 teraflops, 40, 30, 100 even, inherently, it does not mean that it's supposed to look good. When you're talking about teraflops, you're not talking about the power of the GPU. You're talking about the computational power that it has every second on how many floating points and calculations it can do. So let me put it in easier terms for you to understand. It is not actually wise to come and say that the console, if it has less teraflops or more, it's stronger or weaker. No. It's not fun to actually go ahead and say that, yeah, this has 1.8 teraflops, so if it looks better than that 12 teraflops thing, then, you know, shame on that one. Basically, it doesn't speak to the console's power. Consoles are not something magical, which you can put a game in and expect it to look amazing. Basically, think of it like PC. If you have a PC capable of, I don't know, having like NVIDIA 2080 RTX, a CPU like Ryzen, like Ryzen 3700, and 12 gigabytes of RAM maybe, or let's say just 16, does this mean that inherently every game is gonna look fantastic on it? Not necessarily, again, and why not? You may be asking, hey, I have a top system. It should look fantastic. Think about it this way. I'm actually put some game like Minecraft in it. And it's going to look a certain way. Using ray tracing, it can look amazing. Then I can put another game into it that doesn't actually look that well anyway. It looks like terrible game. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe let's talk about a game that's not graphically that much um demanding something like um getting over it the game where you're in a barrel and you have to move yourself so all of this means that basically no matter what you have what pc what build what console it again falls to the developers to actually make a really really good game making use of that teraflop power but here's another thing that you probably don't know. And why probably some people saying that, well, that's 12 teraflops, it should look even better. Given the fact that Halo Infinite is being developed for maybe at this point three different consoles, it is very hard to manage and try and basically optimize for every console. Basically, cross-generational games are not easy to handle because you're holding your game back. You have to actually think of the older console or just develop for the current console and then think about the previous console. It's kind of a terrible situation for developers. They have no idea who to put first, who to think about, and what to do about it. And that's a bad thing for developers. Now, another thing that Teraflops can probably help you better understand, the power of a console. If a developer is able to use the maximum power of that 
computational unit, all of it, all that console, graphical, CPU, everything, which combines to become teraflops and the measurement of that computer, if they're capable of using that much, then this means that, for example, if I'm in a scene where, I don't know, it's huge, like Paris in Assassin's Creed Unity, the game should be, not the game actually, but the console, should be able to run the game perfectly, meaning that there would be no problem whatsoever with rendering the scene, characters, their behavior, AI behavior, your behavior, textures, everything all together, making for a really well-made game. Using all of that power doesn't necessarily mean that basically, well, it's being amazing, like fantastic, it's so good. Maybe even using less of it, you can still make an amazing game. You don't need to use all of it. Take a look at indie games. So all of that power doesn't need to be used. And having that much power doesn't necessarily mean you have a good configuration anyway. Or if you have that much teraflops and you have a fantastic game or anything like that. Another point before I finish this episode. Think of it this way. We have laptops with the same configurations, same video cards, same CPU, same RAM, same everything. But at the end of the day, some laptops run games better than the others. Some laptops run better anyway doing everyday tasks. Why is it? Why do you think that is, basically? Well, it's basically because optimization is very important. In basically computers, optimization is king. Once you're able to optimize your software and hardware, you can take full advantage of everything that you have to offer. Now, you might be asking yourself, like, why does that matter and where's the example? There's a very simple example for this. Think about Ghost of Tsushima and how basically the loadings are very short and they were even shorter, but they had to make it well, a little bit longer so you could see the loading screen. Why was that? Well, because they said that we optimized the hell out of the game and the console. It's a near-end generation game, so basically it means that they, well, were able to make absolute best use of everything the console had to offer. They knew how to do it. So at the end of the day, no matter how many teraflops a console is, no matter how much it's not, it falls to the developers to make a good game or a bad game. It falls to the developers to show the power of that console and their game. So please, don't think that just because something is something that actually has more teraflops and is definitely better, it again falls to developers. This doesn't mean that Xbox Series X is going to be a bad console. It can actually be a very powerful console if used correctly and optimized correctly. But again, it falls to developers. Halo Infinite might not actually be a good example of what Xbox Series X is capable of, but maybe Forza Motorsport 8 might actually be. Or maybe Fable would be. But again, like I said, and we'll say again, this does not mean 
that Xbox or PS5 are not capable of amazing accomplishments. It again falls to those developers. Having a good thing inherently doesn't make that thing perfect. Just like for example, a final example, like a car. You might be able to drive a Porsche, Porsche 911, but are you able to actually drive it well? Are you able to do it like a professional racer or not? If you are, then good for you. You're using absolute power of that. If you're not able to do it, then you're not using the real power of it, are you? Then you cannot beat someone with a better racing capabilities in a, well, much slower car. It all depends on the driver, developer, the creator. That's it. Thank you guys for listening in. I hope this was helpful to you guys. I hope that it helped you understand Teraflops better, so you use it better, and that it was pretty good for you. If you have any more questions, don't hesitate to ask, and I hope that you guys are basically happy with this episode, and I hope to do more of it, so thank you very much, and I'll see you guys very, very soon.